Okay, let's begin. Parshas Matos Mase Tavshin Ayin Ches five seven seven eight. As we uh, finish off and come to the climax of Sefer Bamidbar, which is really a uh, climax of all the four parshios, all of the four uh, sections of the Torah. The first four. We know Dvarim is different. Dvarim is Mishnah Torah. It's somewhat of a review <coughs> in the eyes of uh, in the eyes of some, as we will uh, see soon. Or the Tosfos at the beginning of Masechas Gittin notes that uh, Dvarim is just a repeat. So the di- the, the separation between Bamidbar and Dvarim is not as as uh, significant as the separations between the others. Okay, but either way, we're at the end of Sefer Bamidbar, and we'll start off with the beginning of the first Parsha that we are going to read the Shabbos, the beginning of Parsha's Matos, where the Torah tells us in the beginning of Parsha's Matos, the Parsha of Nadar, promises and vows. Right, we know the beginning of the Perak, Perak Lamed, the first Pasuk in Perak Lamed is in the end of Parshas Pinchas. Again, we've noted that the uh, Prakim do not have Jewish sources. That's why, it's, even though it's one pe- Pasuk in the previous Perak, it doesn't, uh, previous Parsha doesn't bother us. So what happens? Moshe says, This is what Hashem has commanded you. And he goes into the Parsha of Nadar. Rashi already notes, Zeh Hadavar. What's the significance of Zeh Hadavar? Rashi says, Moshe Nisnabe B'Koamar Hashem. Moshe used the language of Koamar Hashem, so says Hashem, Kachatzos Halayla, at midnight will Makas Bacharas take place. V'haneviyam Nisnabu B'Koamar Hashem. And other Neviyam also said Koamar Hashem. Mosif Alehem Moshe, Shenisnabe B'Loshon Zeh Hadavar. But Moshe had the added language of Zehadavar. That's the language. Rashi goes another pshat, but that's the one we're going to focus on. Other Nevi'im had ko. Moshe also had ko, but Moshe had zeh. A more intense lashon. What's the difference between ko and zeh? So often we've mentioned the thought of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. We're not going to get into that now, the difference between ko and zeh. But this year we'll do the words of the Nitziv. The Nitziv, in his commentary on the Sifri, now the Nitziv took certain Svarim that were very underused and underappreciated, and he wrote commentaries on them. And now people learn them, because the Nitziv wrote a great commentary on the Svarim. The most famous being the Sheiltos, or the Hemik Sheila of the Nitziv. So it wasn't such a popular statement to learn Ravachoy's Hemik Sheiltos Ravachoy Gon. Tosas quotes it in a couple of places here and there, another Rishonim. But the Nitziv wrote a major commentary on the Sheiltos, and that's why now it's one of the basic Svarim that are used, the Hamik Sha'ila in understanding various mitzvos uh, in the Torah. But the Nitziv also wrote a commentary on the Nitziv, on the, on the Sifri. So in the Eimek HaNitziv, on the Sifri, in the beginning of our parsha, source number one, Umos of Alain Zadava, Rashi's quoting the Sifri here, Ha'inyan Ve'hefresh Asher B'nehem. What's the difference between Ko and Zeh? Says the Nitziv, we might have said that Ko means, this is what Hashem says, this is the gist. This is the general idea of what Hashem says. That's what ko means. Ze means exactly what Hashem says. That's what we could have thought that ko versus ze. It says that it said that's wrong. Lo mishum delashen ko mashma she'ein ze dvar Hashem be'enam. This is not the dvar Hashem itself. Rak hayotze mi mechuvan dvarav. This is what comes out of it. Hashem gave me a command. And what's the, what's the tachlis? What's the, uh, what's the, the, the message that comes out of it, right? Somebody asked me, uh, you know, what, uh, well, so, you heard so-and-so give shir? Oh, what do you say? What's the bottom line? What's the bottom line? 
That's not what Koamar Sheb is. It's not the bottom line. Chalila lo markain. Chas v'shalom. De'im kain. Nitan reshus laharer achar davar hanavi. Shal kivim belashon al-yafeh. If you think this is the bottom line, if I ask three different people about the Shia, what was the bottom line? They might have three different opinions. So you can't say that about the Dvar Hashem. That's dangerous. If a Navi gets a topic from uh, a Nevuah, from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it's just paraphrased, and it's just the message... They already got upset about the Abarbanel, says the Nitziv, which we're not going to go to now about his view about Korean Siv. Many different views in the Rishonim about what's the message of Korean Siv. The Radak, the Abarbanel, and others. Not for now. Va'od skipping a line. Haksiv, but doesn't it say in the Torah, Kos of Archos B'nai Yisrael, V'darshu Chazal B'zeh, Lashon Shalo Yosif, Avlo Yigru, Milashon Azeh. Kos of the, the Torah, the, any nevuah is specific. That's not the difference between ko and zeh. Ko is a summary, bottom line, and zeh is exactly what Hashem said. No, they're both exactly what Hashem said. So what's the difference between ko and zeh? What did Moshe have that other neviim didn't have? Yes, we know the four differences that the Rambam writes in Uchaz Yisodhiya Torah. The difference is, and one of the, it's one of the Animamins, we believe Moshe was awake and everybody else was uh, was uh, in a trance. And we believe Moshe uh, was able to start the conversations like last week's parsha by Dabra Moshe Hashem Mar. And we believe that that uh, you know other uh, other differences. But either way, what is Ko versus Zeh? El Mishum Deloshin Ko Mashma Deko Shama Hashem. This is what Hashem said in the past. Avalata medaber mi piatzmo kasher shama mamish beloshinui. Ko means the experience is over. I heard it from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I had a nevuah. Now I am remembering, and I'm going to repeat what Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave me to repeat. So said Hashem. But that experience, that intense nevuah ruach hakodesh, is no longer with them. Like we just said, all nevi'im when they had a nevuah, kashal all of their faculties were nullified. And the they couldn't say a word. They were just in a trance. They were. In shock. They couldn't even mouth the words to give to Am Yisrael. They just couldn't move. They were paralyzed based on the experience. So only after that they were able to give over their nevuah. And that's what the Ramam describes as he quotes it in Perak Zion of Ilkhaz Yisodiyah Torah. Again emphasizing, there was no change. They remember what was said, but then they then repeated what they heard. Moshe was different. What was Moshe? As he was having the experience, he was able to give it over. What's the language of Chazal? Shechina medaberes mitogrono. Aval Moshe medaber vashechina shore alav. While the Shechina is being connected to Moshe, Moshe could give it over. Moshe, Nimsa, Moshe, Mudiber Moshe, Atzmo, Zeod Varashem, Kfodo Yisparach. The Moshe Rabbeinu was a conduit. Moshe Rabbeinu was the pipe, and it came straight from Hakadosh Baruch Hu at the same moment. Beidna, the same moment. It wasn't, it wasn't a time delay, right? That's what the Medrash says in Yisro. 
Parshadal and Moshe Yedaber, Voha Elokim Yaanenu Vakol, Melamecha, Nasan Akadish Barakul, Koach Ugvura Bamoshe. Hashem gave Koach to Moshe, the Hayakadish Barakul Messio, Bekol Ubinima, Shaya Moshe, Shomebo, Haya Mashmia, Es Yisrael. Right when he heard it, it went through him, so to speak. Avobetsachus Halashon, Bonus Taya Moshe, Yosemi Kalanavim. But it turns out the language saying over exactly what Hashem said. Both Moshe and the Nevi'im. What Yeshayo didn't say exactly what Hashem told him, and Yirmiyo and all the other forty-eight Nevi'im. No, they all did. Shakol dibru b'lashon sheshamu mamish v'hot the nispar Yeshayahu. Ah, we discussed this in in the Navi Shiurim. Feel free to listen to the archives on the on the on the OU website. Yeshayahu Navi tells us nasan li lashon limudim v'gomer gamzeha yenivu amamish. He boasts, so to speak, in a good way, in a positive way. Hashem gave me lashon limudim. What does that mean? Shekoach nivuaso haya balashon limudim. He gave it to me in a way to be able to give it over. V'gamzos nirevanda shaloshon nivuachal baoso alashon shorugal baatzmo. But, and this is what he notes in the footnotes there in source number two, but don't we have a law shown that So if it's true that we give over exactly what Hashem said to the Navi, so how does that work? Right, remember, that was one of the tests that they should have known that they were all Navi Sheker, one of the stories in Tanakh. Because they all said the exact same thing, and the exact same Lashon. It's impossible, you should have known they were Navi Sheker. So ancient Nevi'im is not a signal nechad, but if Hashem gives them over and they say the nevuah exactly how they heard it, so why aren't why isn't it exactly the same? Answers the nitziv. Hashem gives the navi the nevuah in the language that he's used to and that he talks. If a navi speaks French, Hashem is not going to give him a nevuah in Spanish. If a Navi speaks with this type of accent, when somebody has a dream, he doesn't have a dream where people or he himself is talking a different miftah, a different accent or language that he's used to. It's who he is. So Ki'ilu, again, Chalom is 160th, whatever it is, of, of Nevuah, as the Gemara says in the end of Brachos. So, says the Nitziv, that's how you explain that principle. The Gamzos Nira, that's what he just said on line 25. You look in the Magad Mesharim, the Beis Yosef's Sefer that he discussed with the Malach, all of his questions, and you will understand this. That's what he writes in the Haggah, in source number two, Don't ask me what it says in Sanhedrin, Dapei Tess. Signon Echad Ole Lekama Nevi'im. That sounds like that line doesn't it sound like they don't say the nevuah and what they heard. No, everyone paraphrases and says exactly what he heard. Isn't that what that means? Says that it said no. That's not what it means. It means the nevuah itself was given in different signonim, and that's why it's not given over. With the same signon. That's what he quotes from others. He quotes this from uh, from the Sefer Hikarim. Uh, we'll see. That's the Nitziv. Ko versus Zeh. The quality of the Nevuah, the content is the same. But in terms of how it's given over, Bishaito, which might affect the, the quality, but that's that's the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu. The Maharal couple hundred years earlier, before the Nitziv, has the same idea, but he adds, maybe that's only the first four parts of the Torah. In the Tiferes Yisrael, the Maral has here, in source number three, Lefichach, 
Same idea. Going back a couple hundred years. When Moshe talks, it's as if Hashem is talking. Hashem would put the words in his mouth. Of course, the same passage that it saved in. Moshe daber Every word. Hashem Yisbarach sum hadibur befiv. But that's up until and through Masay. Aval Mishnah Torah. Hayamadaber Moshe me'atzmo. But as the Gemara says in Megillah, Mishnah Torah, Sefer Dvarim, that was different then. Moshe was like Sharnavim. That's after he gets it. That's what the the chachamim are mechalik between the language of the tochacha in kisavo and in bechukosai. They're mechalik in terms of how it's formulated. One Hashem said, one Moshe said. What do you mean? Moshe said everything from Hashem. The answer is no. In Vayikra, it's Hakadosh Baruch talking through Moshe. Dvarim is different. Moshe said it himself. What do you mean? Said it himself. Every letter of the Torah was given to him. Klomar. No, what does it mean? Hashem did not put the deeper in his mouth. And that is Mishnah Torah. So the, the, the Maharal just adds on to the Nitziv's idea that, yes, I agree, Moshe Rabbeinu is it, and it's at one time, but Mishnah Torah might be different. Okay, that gets us started. Are you so gadol in life about Nevuah, about Nevi'im, about Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, and the like? You can look at the Vilna Gon, quoted in different Mepharshim in the beginning of Dvarim, who says something similar as well to the Mahara. Okay, let's get to the major topic in Parshas Matos, and that, of course, is B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain. B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain, B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain do not want to cross the Yardain. Paraglam Ibeis, Umiknerav, We've discussed that in the past also. The first words we know in the whole section, the Torah does, doesn't don't even say, the Torah does not even say, but Negad and Ruven had a lot. It says first, the assets, the chefsa. Umiknerav. That's the first words we know. Miknerav haya lebnei Ruven lebnei God atzum ma'od. They had a ton of stuff. And they saw the land, they saw Eretz Gilad, and they come to Moshe, remember, as is noted, Menashe is not here yet. Chatsi Menashe is not here yet. They say that uh, we want this land. You know, it's great for our Mikneh. We'll continue. Again, we're going to get, continue with uh, source number four in a moment. And they say, Moshe, please, please give us this land. Then we know Moshe's reaction. Moshe gets very angry. What, you're going to stay here? Your brothers are going to go fight? What are you doing? You're staying here. That, oh, you're acting like the Miraglim. They, they wanted to reject Eretz Yisrael. It sounds like you're rejecting Eretz Yisrael. Hashem got angry. Moshe gives them a little review in Jewish history. What are you doing? And they said, no, don't worry. We're going to go, we're going to fight. 
Lifnei b'nei Yisrael, until they can come back, seven years, 14 years, we won't come back until everybody else has a place. So Moshe says, Moshe makes a tnai. He makes a condition, which we know this is the source for all halachas of conditions. The Mishnah is the Meseches Kiddushin that talk all about Tanaim Mishpitei Atzanam are learned out from these Pesukim right here. Pasachaf. Vayomer Aleihem Moshe. Moshe says to them, Im If you do this, what you just said, Im Techal Tzulafnei Hashem LeMelchama. You fight with your fellow Jews. Vayomer Aleihem Kol Chalutz Asayad Tzulafnei Hashem. You all go and fight Ad Horishu As Oivav Mipanav until all the enemy is pushed aside. Vinich B'Shaha Aretz Tzulafnei Hashem. And then you come back, then fine. Then you could have this land. We you know, you have to say the positive and the negative. We know from Mishpatiyatzanam, what's called a Tznai Kafel. If you don't do it, if you don't follow through, then you have sinned greatly. And you shall know your sin. So this is what you do. You need to follow through. But God may Reuben again say, we'll do it. We'll leave them here. And then Moshe says to Elazar and to Yoshua Benun and the Rashi Avos, again repeated. But here he adds something which is crucial. If they come follow you, if they come and follow through, then fine, then they're going to get this land. And if they don't come, what should be the continuation of the next Pasuk? And if they don't come, what should Moshe say? They get nothing. They didn't come. They're not going to fight with you? Then forget it. What does it say? It doesn't say that. If they don't fight with you, so they'll, you know what? Then they're just going to get a portion in Eretz Yisrael. And they say, Nase. Nase. Question one. They're making a tanai here, and Moshe says, if you fight with us, great. You can have this portion. And if you don't fight with us, then you can get a portion like everybody else? Why is that fair? If they're not going to fight, they shouldn't get anything. And yet, that's not what it says. Question one. Question two is Bechlal on the Tanai itself. Asked the Hegyon Torah, Ben Seir Fearer, here in his commentary in Source 4, it was going to be miraculous anyway. The whole purpose, when they went in with Yericho and with Ai, everything was going to be miraculous. The 31 kings, they shouldn't have defeated Alderach HaTeva. So if it was going to be miraculous anyway, so what was it, why was it so important for Bnei Gan and Bnei Ruvi to come? They didn't really need their help. What, is it just because of Ein Somchen Alanes? There must be something deeper here. Says the Hegyon HaShaltorah, let's read some of it. Vikuach no cave mitnahel beparshatenu. There is a tremendous argument. Bein Moshe levein shnayim v'chazi shevet. Heim rotsim and sevar yadim izracha. They want the east. Moshe doesn't want them to come unless they fight. Ein lahaniach. Second paragraph. We cannot assume. Shetnai zeh. This tonight was to make sure they conquered the land. To make sure they had enough fighters. Moshe knew it was going to be miraculous. Moshe knew they weren't going to be able to defeat these kings. 
כל השבטים, כל השניים וחצי שבעים שאתם דיבר משה בנידון, אינם שקולים מבחינה מספרית נגד עמי כנען. They were tiny. All the thousands of, of Canaanite nations, אין כוח של בני ישראל ככוחם של שבעה העמים. If they win, it would be an ace anyway. So why do they need a couple of extra shvatim? What do they need it for? Him zaku kanes lo tosefes koach umispar. And, v'im atnai husna b'shem atzedek. And if we say, you're right, it wasn't needed, but it was because of tzedek. It was yashros. It wasn't because that they really needed them, but it's not really fair. It's not really fair if, if we fight, even if it's b'derech nes, we're fighting, we get something. If you fight... You know, you shouldn't get anything if you don't fight. So then we have the other question that we asked. They shouldn't get anything if they don't take part, if it's Tzedek and Yosher. Im kach adavar, harigam me'ever hayardein, ma'arava, lo magia lohem kolachala. V'yafal pikin, that's not what Moshe says. Moshe says, if you don't listen, if you don't come, then you're only getting a part of Eretz Yisrael. That's what everybody else is getting. Everybody else is getting a part of Eretz Yisrael. So why is that fair? So is it because they really need it? They don't need it. And if it's because of fair, so then what is it? Ella, second column, says the Hagyon HaShal Torah, something that many Mepharshim say, but he says it in this context. The purpose wasn't to have extra warriors. Ella, lo kedei lo hosif koach lo lochamim, vegam lo b'shem tzedek, hisna, moshe, masha, hisna. It's not because he needed fighters, it's not because of Yashrus. Hu hisna, it's masha, hisna, mishum chashash tetpateach ba'am shita Kna'anit. He was worried about the achtos of the nation. He was worried about having two nations on either side of the Jordan. Because life experiences create a connection. And if you don't go through these life experiences, then there's a lack. And they, there wouldn't be anything uh, in between. Hayehudim, and he's nervous that it would break up. Skip a couple of lines. Patsul ha'am l'shnei amim, am ivri kenani, am ivri yehudi, and that's why Moshe says it can't be. It's not just you have to come because we need you to fight. We need you to be part of the nation. Line eight. Omishum kachom ar Moshe kiim tishtarish hargasha mut ezu shel choser hadadiyut bein shnel chelkeiam. If they don't feel for each other between those that live here and those that stayed, yezeh ason leumi. It would be a terrible state. Remember, Moshe lem noazos. How do you prevent it? Kiaz hechrech historihu lorakezas kol am beretz kenan. Everybody should be here. Kadei lo lahavi l'dei hisporu so haluumit. And that's what happens. And that's why Moshe demands that they come. And that's why even if they don't come, the whole purpose here is not because we need you to fight. It's to keep you as an arm. So I'm going to keep you as an arm one way or the other. Either you're going to fight with us and you're going to have that experience with us. So you'll know that this is your home, even if you then end up going east. And if not, then you're going to live here. Because in any case, it's going to have to be ba'achtus. And that's why he says, that's why Baram gam b'mikra, sheshtayim v'chazi shevede, lo ya'avru chalutzim, they will always come um, to uh, to get their chelak. Eretz Kenani Shalanu. And what do you mean? It's not fair. No, no, no. Every Jew has a chelak in Eretz Yisrael. Every Jew. Eretz Kenani Shalanu. Lo b'schus kibushenu b'koach azroa. Our land, Eretz Yisrael, is not ours because we won and we fought. 
Like Rashi says at the beginning of the Torah, it's ours because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says it's ours. And that's why he says, the law of return, so to speak. Every Jew has a chiv to come back, to return. Because it's ours from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's how we have to, and that's how we have to look at it. And then he says, turning the page, he says, that's why, as we know, also pointed out, Moshe Rabbeinu added on a half a shavit. Even when they went back and they came and they fought with Moshe Rabbeinu, what happens? Reuven God, and all of a sudden we have Chatzit Shevet Menashe. Moshe split a shavit in half because he wanted to make sure, as an added shmira, added shmira to keep the nation together. He points out, Reuven and God. Only later on, Moshe gives it to them and adds on Chati Sheva Menashe. Yacholios, it's possible. Shezuhay Satach Bulaso Shal Moshe Limso Chelek Mishevet Sheyemuchan Lehis Yashev Im Shnei Ashvatim Reuven V'God. Moshe Kiva, Moshe Holt, the fact that a Sheva is split up, but especially Menashe. Well, we know Menashe from Benos Lavchad. They had a desire for Eretz Yisrael, that there was no, never a danger with them. Maybe Dafka, that was the shaver that Moshe picked because they will ultimately be connected to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, that's why, A, they would get a chalik even if they didn't come. B, he wanted them to come and he needed them to recognize that Eretz Yisrael is the home to all Jews. Okay. So those are two thoughts on Parshas Matos. Let's move on now to Parshas Maseh. Pasha's Masay, beginning of Masay, as we know, the list of the Masos, all the Masos, and all of the Rishonim discuss why exactly we have to know all the lists of the Masos. Why do we have to know? Rashi, the Rambam, the Ramban, all the different Shatim. Let's just review Rashi, because every year we have to just read Rashi. Rashi says, why are they listed? First Rashi in the Parsha, Halalu, what do we have to know this for? Lohodia Chasadav Shomako. Two, no Even though Hashem was gozer to be metaltal and move them around, lo tomar. Don't think that if they were in the 40 years, they had to travel every week. No. Lo tomar Don't think that for 40 years, they were traveling, they didn't have any masos. As we know, there are 42 masos. Take out 14 that were the first year. So we're down to 28, right? So we're down to 28. Another eight in the last year after Misa's Aaron. So we're down to 20. 38 years, they had 20 places. That's not too often, right? Every year and a half or so, right? Not, not even every year. They stayed there. So that's the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even in punishment, he didn't move us around too much. One shot. Then Rashi quotes Rabbi Medrash Tanchuma. Rabbi Tanchuma, Daris Bodrasha Acheres. He takes him to a faraway place to get healed. Kiva Chayi when he comes back, the father said, this is where we stopped, and this is where we slept, and this is where you hurt you, this is v'chulu, v'chulu. So we have that as well. The Ramban, the Ramban, the other pshatim. Uh, but today, let's see one from the Chlushi Arim al Derek Drush. If you look in Rabbi Reisman's Sefer on Navi in source number six, he quotes uh, from the Chlushi Harim. Chlushi Arim points out that these encampments must have great significance, 
or they would not have been enumerated by the Torah. So what are they? All these places allude to the journeys and experiences that we undergo in our lives. Every stop, every Jew has his or her own 42 Masa'os. We have Mara, we have Miska, we have Makhelos, every word. We have Chashmona, all the words we have. Each word is a different experience of life. Sometimes we camp at Mara, bitterness. Sometimes Miska, sweetness. Sometimes Makhelos, surrounded by friends and well-wishers. We feel that we're surrounded. At times we feel that we are Betzel Hamidbar, lonely and isolated at the edge of the desert. Sometimes we have Kivros Hataiva, right? We're subject to terrible Yetzirahs trying to pull us down. Each one of us must journey from one encampment to another, from joy to sadness, despair to exaltation, rejoicing to mourning. All of these Masaos represent the gamut of all of life's experiences. Dafka, we feel like we're pushed. Rafidim, we're, we're rafui, right? We're weak. Right? All, the, all of them have, have significance. Charada, sometimes we go through, uh, you know, very scared. Tachas, we feel we're low. Chashmona, right? Moseros, we feel bound up in chains. Right? Everyone, everyone has meaning. So we take all of these into our lives. We all go through all of the all of the masos. Very uh, thought to take with us. Okay, next. Parsha that comes up also in a few weeks, but all the way at the end of the last parak, I have a couple of thoughts on the last parak here in Sefer Bamidbar. We have the discussion of Ari Mikland. Tell Yisrael as follows. When you go into Eretz Yisrael, v'ekrisem lachem arim arei miklat yenalachem. Should designate arei miklat cities of refuge. V'nas shama wrote seach makin nevish b'shkaga. And anyone who kills b'shogeg should run there. V'hayu lachem ha'arim l'miklat mi goel. And they will be refuge. V'lo yamas harot seach. And therefore the Gol Adam will not be able to get to the rotseach. There is a Gemara, Meseches Makos, we've discussed this before. But let's just analyze it again, the significance of it. Ahalacha. We know, the Gemara tells us that if a Talmud goes into Golas, the Rebbe goes with him. Talmud Shagala, Maglin Rabo Imo. Maglin Rabo Imo. That's what the Gemara says in the second Baraka Makas. Also the opposite, Rav Shagala, Lir Miklat Magla Mishivaso Imo. Ask the Darki Musa of Naiman. Let's think about this a little bit. Right, we've spoken in the past about the Rambam. The unbelievable Rambam, or Chaim Shvulevitz, picks up on the Rambam that, you know, the, the drush of, like, if you don't have your Rebbe, you're not living. And it says, as the Gemara says, but says the Darkei Musr. Let's think about it a little differently for a minute. Talmud the Talmud goes into Galus, so we're going to make the Rebbe move? What the Rebbe do? What the Rebbe do wrong? That he's going to have to move. There are other Rebbeim there. You can learn Torah there. The whole Rebbe, the whole Yeshiva has to move because of him? Let him learn from other people. Who lived in the Arei Miklat? The Leviim. They were spiritual leaders. They were Hayim Moshavos the Leviim came in Forish Paparsha. 
What does it say? Yor mishpatechel Yaakov v'saraschel Yisrael. Right, the Nevi'im were leaders. Koanim, sifsi, koan yishru das, v'tor yivakshum ipiyu. Eimim ha-Levi'im alamdi Torah b'Yisrael. Umalo l'talmid zeh, sh'yitzarech rabo l'glosimo, k'day lahamshich v'lamochom Torah. Why are we making the Rav, the Yeshiva, leave? He'll find somebody else. He'll learn without a Rebbe. He'll learn without a Rebbe. Why do we have to make the Rav? Oh, what do you see from this halacha? What do you see? It's not so pashat. It's not so simple. Oh, let him learn with another Rebbe. Let him learn with a different way. Let him learn by himself. Imke nimsa. Shem talmid echad gola. Vehigla rabo imo. Yizdaku kobane yeshiva. Oh, yeshiva has to go. Maglin yeshiva also imo. So, vechi beitio shalzea talmid sharek b'shogig. One guy killed b'shogig. The whole yeshiva has to leave. Vechi letzorak talmudo shalzea talmid agola. Kobane yeshiva. The hundreds are going to have to move. What's going on here? Just get a different, get a different Rebbe. Turning over. And he quotes the Rambam that we mentioned before. Quotes the Rambam that we mentioned before that Talmud Torah, you have to have this Rebbe. What do you mean? Let him learn with somebody else. Says the Darki Musr second paragraph. In here is the embedded secret about the magical relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud. Lima Torah mipirabo shuhu ragelatzlo Talmud Torah yechashev. If you're learning from a Rebbe who you have a connection to, who you learn from, who you aspire to be like, that's Talmud Torah. Vilulomi Torah shalomi pirabo shalolam misa yechashev. If I can't learn from the Rebbe that I connect with, it's 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 very very difficult, and even it's not v'chayachicha. A certain Talmud, we're not talking about a Talmud who doesn't have any Rebbe, but a Talmud who has the connection to a Rebbe already. And even if he's by a different Rebbe. Yes, there is a responsibility, I might add. That if there is a Rebbe in a yeshiva and he knows his Talmidim are not going to be with him for the rest of his life, he has to train them in a way that they're able to learn from other Rebbeim. And if a Rebbe says, I'm the only one that could ever teach anything and no other Rebbe could teach anything, then they're setting up their Talmidim for failure. If the Talmud hears that and the Talmud says, well, nobody else knows how to learn, I'm the only one. Chas v'sholam. A Rebbe has to give over his own unique derech halimbut, but then also help train the Rebbe to Talmud to be independent, to train the, Re- the, the Talmud to learn from many Rebbeim. Right? One has to create that, but at least to have a Rebbe without that connection to the Rebbe. So then, that's 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 not living. Right? We've discussed it. Let's just finish. Then we'll mention. Right? That's what he says at the end. It only was only talking about a Talmud and a Rebbe that has that special connection. If a Red Talmud doesn't have the connection to a Rebbe, then doesn't have to move. The Rebbe doesn't have to move because he never had the connection to the Talmud in the first place. But if he does have it, if there is that Rebbe Muvak Talmud Muvak relationship, so then this applies. Well, we discussed in the past the Rambam and the Pirish Mishnayis in the first parak in Avos We've mentioned this often. Right, the highest level of relationships is between a Talmud and a Rebbe. Right, what the Ramam calls Chaver Lidvar Naala, a connection that both of them combine to achieve a goal that they wouldn't have been able to get separately. They're not just business partners. They're not even just best friends. 
they're connected in their striving to understand the Tvar Hashem. And there's no higher relationship. And that is what is reflected in this halacha of Talmud Shagala, Maglin, Rabo, Imo. Highlighting the Rebbe Talmud relationship. Okay. And then we continue. Again, we come up to another very well known halacha in the world of Ir Miklat. The Torah tells us, He stays in his Ir Miklat. How long does he have to stay at the Ir Miklat? She has to stay there until the Kohen Gadol dies. And that's it. That's what we know. And the Mishnahis and Makas describe how the mothers of the Kohen and Gadolim try to do their best so people wouldn't daven, that their children die. Asks the Sefer Ikarim, Rebosiv Albo. Asks the Ksav Kabbalah, one of the great Rishonim, one of the great Achronim. Same question. Is that really fair that somebody could go to an Ir Miklat when there's a 25-year-old Kohen Gadol and somebody could go to an Ir Miklat when there's an 85-year-old Kohen Gadol? So why is that fair? They did the same thing, didn't they? It's just, it just so happens to be that this is an old coin gondol, this is a new coin gondol. No, why does that work out? Why does that work out? So first we'll see it through the Sefer Ikarim, it's summarized here, and then through the Ksava Kabbalah. Here, if you look in the Karas of the Onik, you go to that as a story. Goy Echad Boy El Goner Yosef Albo, Balho Ikarim, and asked him, this halacha, right? A lot of times the Goyim knew the Torah. It's not fair. God is not just. It's not fair. It could very well be. And one of the 20 years. It's not fair. Sefer Karim says, good question. But let me tell you the answer. There's so much more behind the scenes than what we know. Remember the story? The Gemara tells us the story. Rashi quotes it. Right? Two people killed, one, one by accident, one on purpose. No Adim. No Adim. What does Hashem do? Hashem arranges, they're at the same Puntuk, and the one that killed Bashogig is on top of the ladder, the one that killed Bamazin is on the bottom of the ladder. The top one falls on the bottom one. The one who killed on purpose is killed. And the one who killed by accident uh, goes into Gaulus. That's what he quotes. That's the Gemara. Shnebede Adam Shahar goes on Efesh. Echad Shogiv, Echad Mezid. Lazet Ein Edim, Lazet Ein Edim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings them to one Puntak, onto the Sulam, and we know what happens. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Bidiktuk Rav. Says of Yosef Albo, when somebody kills Bishogeg, do we know how shogeg they were? Do we know if they were negligent? Do we know if it was totally an ones? We don't know. We don't know on this person's level. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows. That is, if somebody kills on purpose with Eidim Asra, then you know it's Chayim Misa. But shogeg Bechlal is in the realm of Kavana. The realm of Kavana is in the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mishum Kachsiyem Rav Yosef, line 16. Einanu Yodim Klal, vein Koach Zechleinu. How are we supposed to punish a shogeg? Ritzicha. We know it needs something. Hashem decided then. This one needs one year, this one needs 20 years. 
Because Hashem runs the world in a perfect way. And that's exactly why there's a sliding scale. Mazed, there's no sliding scale. What's done is done. He had Asra, he's Makabal Asra. But when it comes to Shogeg, that's exactly the point. And the Ksavah Kabbalah, a couple hundred years later, says the same idea. Turning over to source number 10, says the Ksavah Kabbalah, to Lafi, Sheinyano, because the Inyan is, to Lafi, Sheinyane, Chiyuve Hagolos, Ain Safek, Sheyuha Mikriya Mishtanimizelaze. Things change. From one situation to the other, right? Everything depends on the situation. So who could who could decide that? Not a human judge. Only Hashem knows. And he also knows, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows how long the Kohen Gadol is going to live. Right. Hashem would not let this Ritzicha B'Shogeg take place if it wasn't exactly the amount of time before the Kohen Gadol dies that would be appropriate for this, this person. And that's exactly why, how you answer the question, yes, it's a sliding scale, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in, is in charge. Okay. Here's another halacha regarding Ari Miklat. Again, we're focusing on, on Ari Miklat at a number of points uh, this year. The Pazik tells us in Laman Hei Chavches, you have it there in Source 11, Ki Be'ir Miklato Yeshev Admos HaKohen HaGadol. He's going to stay in the Ari Miklat until the, until the Kohen Gadol until the Kohen Gadol dies. So the Meshachachma has two points. Two points the Meshachachma has. One I think we mentioned before, the other one uh, maybe uh, maybe not. The Mishnah tells us that in Makos, the Meshachachma quotes it, Afilu kol Yisrael lo. Even if all of Am Yisrael need him, he doesn't leave the ear Miklat. Even Kiyoah ben Sruya is the language of the Gemara. And the question is, why? The whole nation needs him. The whole nation needs him. Let them make a declaration. If anybody touches this guy, so then they're going to be Chayim Misa. So the, 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 the Gol Adam won't say anything. Now you know what might happen? He might try to kill the Kohen Gadol. You know, think about that point. You might try to protect him. But he might want to get out, and he might think he could get out and try, try, trying to kill the Kohen Gadol. That's why only Achrei most Kohen Gadol. Okay, one idea. The Meshachachma, you don't usually think of it from that perspective. But then the Arsameach says, and the Arsameach writes in the footnotes, the Arsameach says, obviously, you know, the Gualdam might kill him, right? And he's not Chayef to be Machas himself to a Suffolk Sakana in order to save others from a Vatai Sakana, which is a major Halachic Sugya, Machlokas, Babli, Yerushalmi, Vichulu. But then he asked the following question. We know the halacha is, the Mishnah says this already in Pirkei Avos, that Moshe Rabbeinu set aside the first three Ari Miklat, and they were not effective yet, until all six were there and connected. Why is that? Why didn't three, the three that Moshe Rabbeinu set aside, right away on the east side, why wouldn't they work? Until they were all separated, nira. Two answers. Chada. Shalom Yivrechu Harotzchem Eretz Yisrael Lechutz Laaretz. 
Imagine if they get into Eretz Yisrael and before Yeshua Benun had been able to set aside the Yari Mikla, there was a Ritzicha B'Shogeg. This Rosech would have to run to Chutz Laaretz. We don't want that. We don't want anybody, says the Arsameach, running to Chutz Laaretz. Number one. Fascinating. One guy! One guy! No, even one person going to Chutz Laaretz, Eretz Yisrael, we don't want. Va'od and number two. The Rosech Shegoleh Classic, unique Meshachachma. We know that the, every day the guy wakes up and hopes, maybe I'm going to go free today. Maybe I'm going to go out of the Yermikla today. Not that Idafka wants the Kohen Gadot to die, but he wants the result. He wants to go free. He has hope. Maybe today it'll happen. Aval. Hashem promised that Elazar Akoin Hagadol is going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Ar is not going to give, but his son's going to go in. The Rotzeach B'Shogeg, sitting near Mikla, knows it's not going to happen today or tomorrow until Am Yisrael go in. He loses hope. Says the Meshachachma, we can't create a situation where somebody sitting near Mikla is going to lose hope. Even if the hope is that the Kohen Gadol should die, but the, focusing on that he'll go free. The Nimsa Daharotzeach Miyuash Lachzar Asis Nachalaris. He'll know that there's nothing happening until they go in. Velachain Bechiyah Gavna Shaluyelo Tikva Lashuv Tekev Lo Amator Lagalos. Better not to go to Galus. Better not to have Ari Miklad if it's going to be a situation where he's not going to be able to to uh, have any hope. If you look in the Kamotzi Shalorav. One of the contemporary svarim on Sefer Yoshua in Perachaf, which talks about Yerim Miklat, he talks about the depths of these two, these two ideas. These two ideas. He quotes the Achronim. Dvarim Nifloy in line eleven. He quotes first pshat. Even a murderer, a rotzech b'shogi. Maybe he's not the greatest tzaddik in the world. No, we don't want anybody leaving Eretz Yisrael. That's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's land. That's pretty amazing. Think about it. even one Jew. Number two, Menapir Shasheni Lamadnu, Arecha Magim Chasad of Shalakadish Barachu, Chazde Hashem, Shaaf Adam Shechata, the Gazar Chachmas of Shalakadish Barachu, Lahanisho Al Chato. Somebody sin, and he's being Neanash on his chait. Kemorot Seak Mishkaga Shaon Shogalus, Gami Menu, Loratza Torali Tolas Atikvazu. The Torah did not want to take away his hope. Lashuv Meira Miklat. Even for this person, hope is so crucial for life. Right? That's also why Chazal tell us that Yaakov Avinu, in Parshas Vayechi, right, he lost the Nevuah of Achres Hayamim. He was going to say, well, Mashiach was going to come, what's going to happen? Wasn't said. Why? Because we would lose hope. If you knew exactly, oh, it's not coming for another 300 years? That's it, done. We don't know when it is, so that it might happen every day. Right? We don't know when the Kohen Gadol is going to die, so it might happen every every day. He quotes then a third, another pshat in the Yerushalmi, quote from Yerushalmi, line 21, a third idea, why the ones on the east side weren't kolet yet, it's similar to the Yerushalmi about Ahasuerus, right? Why do we go by the walls that were walled from Yeshua ben Nun in the times of Purim? Same idea. That was desolate at that time. That's why they were told there be Yoshua. 
And that's what it says there. By I'm sorry, that's where the Yerushalmi is. That's where Yerushalmi is, but maybe he connects that when the, uh, to our case here. And so do here, he suggests. It's impossible that there will be a halachic mechanism that exists in Chutz Laaretz that does not exist in Eretz Yisrael. There's no halacha. There's no mitzvah. There is no mitzvah, there is no halacha that applies in chutzlaris that does not apply in Eretz Yisrael. There's a halacha like, like suffake arla. Okay, but that's, that's not real. The real halacha is arla. And the, uh, but there's no ikr halacha that applies outside, so to have klitas ir mikla that apply outside and not in Eretz Yisrael until it does, so then that's something also that we can't have and about, it's about covet of Eretz Yisrael. So we have the two creative suggestions of the Meshachachma and the expansion and the appreciation of those deos here in the Kamotzi Shalorav. Okay, one final point for the evening, and that is Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Once we're on the topic of Eretz Yisrael, Yishev Eretz Yisrael. We know the Ramban in this week's parsha, Lamed Gimel Nun Beis, that is the Pasuk in the Torah that is the source for the mitzvah of living in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Torah, You shall drive out the other nations and you shall live there. Right? For you will have. This is the mitzvah. Again, it's pointed out. Every single parsha in the Torah talks about the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. This is the Pasik that the Ramban uses to uh, state, he says it here, he says it in the Sefer Mitzvahs, that this is one of the 613 uh, mitzvahs. Says Rav Salvechik in, source, in the last, uh, last source. Last source. It should be, so I think it's uh, misnumbered, right? It should be uh, number 13. Number 13. I just by mistake wrote the uh, after the page number. It should be 13. It says in the Surah Saraf. A number of published essays have appeared in which the authors averred that living in the land of Israel was not a central idea in Judaism since the Ramah doesn't count it. There is a Megillus Esther that says it's not a mitzvah. It only applied then. And that's why the Ramam leaves it out of the 613. Says Rev these speculations are nothing more than vain sophistry. Even if one were to maintain Mamadi's opinion, even if one holds that it's not a separate mitzvah, that does not mean it's not as central. Even Bismanazeh, even from a halachic perspective, before we see what he's about to say, we mention often the Ramam in 10 different places in Mishnah Torah quote halacha lemaisa ramifications based on the fact that there's a mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael Bismanazeh. Lemaisa, and it doesn't say that's only Bismanazeh Mikdash, by Shiluch Havadim and by Amir Akum on Shabbos. Lemaisa, it's clear that the Ramam holds that it's a mitzvah lahalacha lemaisa Bismanazeh. But it says Rav Salvechik, the fact that it's omitted does not mean it's not a mitzvah either or love ma'isa. After all, he quotes, the Ramban does not count Anochi Hashem Elokecha as a mitzvah. Are you going to tell me that that's not a central idea in Judaism? Anochi Hashem Elokecha is not a mitzvah. The Ramban said to explain the Bahag. Omission of a tenet from the list of mitzvahs does not imply, says Rav Salvechik, anything regarding its centrality to Judaism. There are, there are different rules and regulations about Sefer mitzvos, how to count and how to count and not to count, and what's included in what, but an omission does not mean something is not central. Opinions have been expressed that living outside Israel was a better option for Orthodox Jews than living in Israel, because while Israel was allegedly rife with heretics, outside Israel could live insular ghettos, etc. Says of Salvation, let me tell you something. 
with all the ghettos that Jews have created from Brooklyn to Johannesburg to Gateshead. None was holier than the, and the Rav Salvechik did not live in Israel. None was holier than the Levite camp during the Israel's 40-year desert sojourn, the camp where Moshe lived. The Makom Halavia, where B'nai Israel traveled through, there was no city ever in Gullus that was holier than that spot. And guess what? Moshe wished to leave it, to go into Eretz Yisrael. Despite the sanctity of this encampment, Moshe, the preeminent of the prophets, begged Hashem. Moshe knew that even the holiness of the Levite camp itself did not approach that of the land of Israel. And if Moshe made that request, then the same request should be made by all the purported saints of today who minimize the significance of living in the land of Israel. We have to recognize the centrality. We just have to open the Torah. Just open the Torah, every single parsha in the Torah discusses the centrality. The first conversation that Hashem has with Avraham and with Yitzchak and with Yaakov and with Moshe and with everybody, Shmuel, has to do with Eretz Yisrael. The mitzvah of setting the land is not limited to colonization. It's for conquering and governing, maintaining political power, doing everything to build up the land. Says Rav Salvechik, both aspects of the mitzvah of settling and conquering and controlling are fulfilled through the state of Israel. In 1948, Klal Yisrael were to be Mekayim partially. Again, those who live there. Those who live there setting it up. Right? What does the Gemara say in Mesechah Sanhedrin? One of the wicked kings. One of the wicked kings was Zohar to be a king for many years because he built one city in Eretz Yisrael. He built one city and that's why he was Zohar. doesn't say he learned anything. doesn't say he did any other mitzvah. One city. What does Yaakov Avinu say? Yaakov Avinu was worried when he came back to Eretz Yisrael he was worried of Esav. Why? Because Esav had the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Esav HaRasha, Yaakov was worried about? One mitzvah! But what mitzvah? Centrality. If the Jews did not exercise political power, it continues, they couldn't settle there, right? How much one has to recognize all the learning, there's more learning going on in Eretz Yisrael today than in any time period in the history of the world. Why is that? How did that happen? If we didn't govern there is no other place in the area, no other country in the world that gives more money to learning Torah, that allows for more learning. Even the w- most wonderful of Goliaths, Torah has never prospered and thrived than Bisman Hazeh. And obviously, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, we have uh, protection. We are protecting it. The mitzvah to settle Eretz Yisrael is one of the mitzvahs that has not found its rightful place in Jewish eyes, says Rev Salvechik. I am not speaking of the Middle Ages, when traveling to Eretz Yisrael and remaining there was hazardous, quotes the Tosfos Exubis. It's not acted upon nowadays because of the dangers of the journey. It's not because of the danger for that. Jews have failed to observe this mitzvah properly. The establishment of the state has a lack of significance, since by its means we shall be able to fulfill the mitzvah possessing and settling it. All the parts that the, the, that the Ramban speaks about. All the different elements of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Right? We have to forget politics and just look in the sources. Look in the Marmakomos and see the centrality of it. And the Rambam, just because he doesn't count it, does not mean that he doesn't think it's a central mitzvah. And we have to make sure that wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves right now, we recognize the centrality of Eretz Yisrael, and we all zoche to yearn to live there and yearn for us to be there with Kibbutz Goliath as soon as possible. Ben Hera, the Amen.